In the ever-changing world of retail, you need solutions you can count on. Welcome to Keeping Count, a podcast from the inventory accuracy experts at Datascan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Herb's Hot Takes. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the show. Today starts a five-part series on RFID. So we're going to go through a lot of topics through RFID here in the next five episodes. But today, we're going to start off with the most basic question, and that is, what is RFID? And joining me, as always, it wouldn't be Herb's Hot Takes without Herb Billings himself. Herb, welcome to another episode. How are you doing? Well, thanks, Tyler. Doing great. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, and I'm excited to to dive in to a new series and a new topic here today, Herb. So let's talk about RFID. Start off and just maybe give us a little bit of a history lesson. Where did RFID come from? Well, RFID is really exciting for the retail industry, but it, it is important to know where it came from. Uh, RFID is quite simply a chip with a globally unique identifier in it and an antenna that a reader can read using radio waves. So there's no need for line of sight. We are extremely used to the barcode world in retail, but for RFID, it's a, a completely different animal. It speeds up a lot of things. But it, it, while it sounds like a new technology, it's actually not. RFID was first developed in World War II uh, by the British who were trying to detect friend or foe airplanes. So they didn't want to shoot down their own planes uh, and they used RFID along with the, the newly created radar systems to identify the, uh, the British planes. After World War II, there was some early commercial success um, in electronic article surveillance. Mm -hmm. in, in retail, we just abbreviate that to EAS. Um, and that's quite simply the, the things that are on garments that set off an alarm if they're not removed prior to walking out of the store. Um, in the 70s, there were uh, some really cool technology developed around door locks for secure buildings. And, and you might see these in hotel rooms now sure. uh, where you walk up with a, a card. It's got an RFID chip in it. The door is a reader and it, uh, it, it will allow you access if you have that. Um, in the 80s, uh, that's when toll tags were you know, starting to come around. And of course, many of us have to have toll tags to, to get around on toll roads these days. Uh, that's a, a really cool technology that can read your, uh, your unique identifier associated with your account and all of the, the billing is, is automatic. Um, today, uh, there are two main types of RFID. We, we typically talk about those as active or passive. Mm -hmm. Active requires some power source, typically a battery, and they get longer read ranges. Um, the passive RFID tags do not require a power source, and they are shorter read ranges, um, and that's typically what we see in the retail world. In the, you know, it, it's used all over the place, though RFID is very useful for livestock tracking. So prior to being able to identify the animals that have a particular, uh, a particular thing that requires medicine, mm -hmm. uh, you would have to spread medicine out for all of the animals in that area. Now you can identify the exact animal that needs it and deliver it just to the ones that have to have it. Uh, they also have sensing and tracking in the agricultural world. Um, one of the things that 
that we've been looking at is actually the newly, almost new uh, industry of marijuana grow. Mm -hmm. um, the new industry of marijuana growing. This requires tracking the individual plants from seed to the final destination. Uh, RFID excels at that, and you can add sensors for moisture, temperature, and these types, of, and even light. These types of things that will help a grower uh, of any agricultural product uh, do do better, and and only apply the fertilizer and nutrients that are needed, or only apply the the water that's needed. Uh, the supply chain, the retail supply chain, especially has sensing and tracking RFID applications. Uh, one of the other things that we see almost every day is when we pay with a credit card. If you are tapping your credit card onto a, you know, a device where you used to insert it, but it's able to read the chip simply by putting it nearby, mm -hmm. that's NFC or near field communication, which is a specific subset of RFID. Wow, these, uh, it, it's certainly come a long way, and I did not know that the history of RFID went all the way back to, to World War II, so that, that's particularly fascinating. So you talked a little bit about the payment aspect there, but beyond that, how does RFID integrate in and really have an impact on the retail industry as a whole? Well, that's where it's really exciting for us. We've been uh, working with retailers for over 50 years, and this has been uh, an exciting technology we've been following for some time. Um, in fact, Going back to the history a little bit, the UHF or ultra high frequency passive RFID technology that is in wide use by retailers today was developed by IBM in the 90s. So it, it cost a lot of money back then and it, uh, it has definitely come down to a point where retailers are you know, seeing more ROI to be able to invest in the technology. Here recently, Walmart just announced that they were expanding their use of RFID into a number of new areas, including electronics, some toys, some entertainment uh, items. Whenever a manufacturer is required to put RFID tags on 40% or more of their items, then they typically put the RFID tags on all of their items it's more efficient to manage just the one tag instead of we'll do some of them this way and some of them that way. Sure. So this Walmart announcement is huge because as you know, Walmart and Amazon are the big dogs in the retail world. So if the manufacturer is having to put RFID tags on a significant percentage of their items, it's very likely they will just go ahead and tag everything, like I said. And then that will prompt other retailers to start looking at RFID for implementation. It makes it uh, more cost effective for them when they don't have to worry about how in the world are we going to get this stuff tagged. And it's really exciting for retailers because it improves their inventory management tasks. Uh, it definitely uh, improves customer experience uh, and it impacts retail bottom lines. So Herb, as we've talked about on, on previous episodes of the show, Data Scan is obviously known as a leader enabling retailers to self-scan their own barcodes, right? So what kind of prompted this dive into RFID for Herb's Hot Takes for this episode of the show? Tyler, we are very excited to announce a partnership just signed with Frequential, Europe's premier RFID company. They have a system called OctoPlus, which is an industry-leading platform that we are marrying with our deep retail experience to offer 
assistance to retailers as they go along their RFID journey. That's excellent stuff. And I'm guessing people can learn more, read more about this partnership at datascan.com as well as LinkedIn and places like that. Absolutely. Reach out to me if you, if you need more information. Excellent stuff. So that is our introduction into RFID. Again, this is going to be a five-part series. This is just the first episode. So coming up on the next episode, we're talking about the main drivers prompting retailers to implement RFID. So if you're wondering why is this technology being adopted, well, we're going to discuss that in the next episode. So don't miss it. Stick around for more episodes of Herb's Hot Takes. But for this one, for Herb Billings, I'm Tyler Kern. We'll talk to you again soon.